Well, hey guys, thanks for tuning in uh, this week. <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to look a little bit different. Um, I just wanted to jump on and give a quick update on everything that's going on at College Age. If you're not a part of our social media, you would know or you wouldn't know um, that we are not meeting in person anymore due to the COVID-19 situation. So we uh, are not doing large group gatherings, which means we're not doing full sermons on Tuesdays, but we are trying to do whatever we can to get content out um, on our Instagram, on Facebook, and uh, we'll, we'll try to do the same here on the podcast. And so we put out a video last night, uh, just a, for, a short encouragement um, th- through the book of Luke chapter 10, and specifically six verses, Luke uh, chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. So what I want to do is I want to do the same thing here and hopefully uh, just a short encouragement and uh, maybe something that will stir uh, a couple questions in you uh, to be thinking about in this season. So we find ourselves, Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 38, Jesus is in the middle of his ministry. He's with his disciples. They're traveling through the countryside. And we f- we pick up in this, this time where they're heading to a house Uh, of Mary and Martha. And it says this, this Jesus and his disciples were on their way. They came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what was to be said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work all by myself? Tell her to help me. Jesus replied, Martha, Martha, You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, this is a story that I've read dozens of times, and if you grew up in church, that's probably the case for you as well. But it hit different just because of the season they were in. It stirred a couple questions in my own personal life that I just wanted to share, and maybe it would uh, challenge you as well. And the first one would be this, are we willing to sit at Jesus' feet and listen? In an ideal world, we would all choose to be still. We would all choose to listen without this global suggestion to stay in our homes, this global suggestion to, to social distance. We, we would say, no, I'm, I, every day I sit at the feet of Jesus and I learn and I study and I, and I just let him speak life and encouragement and truth. And I, I would love to say that I do that, but I don't do that. And I don't think most of us do it on a daily basis. And what's really interesting about this season is that we're kind of forced to have this free time and we get to decide how we fill that. And I think that there is this this really unique period where we're going to have the opportunity to embrace solitude, that we're going to be able to embrace the quiet, that we're going to embrace the opportunity to sit at Jesus's feet and listen. And I think that it could lead to some exceptional growth in people as individuals and in people Uh, coming together as communities who would say, no, we want to sit at the feet of Jesus and we just want to listen. We are trying to choose to stop. We are trying to choose to, to, to listen and to be tuned into what Jesus has to say. And my prayer is that it wouldn't be something that stops when this social distancing stops, because it will. We'll get through this. My prayer is that it would become such a habitual thing that we would sit at the feet of Jesus on a daily basis and we say, Lord, I just need you to teach me. There's a lot of things going on. I'm trying to prepare. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to get back into the routine of, of life. But I, I still want to keep this. I want to sit at your feet and I want to listen. But to really listen, we have to draw, drown out all the noise. So the second question that I've been going through is what am I being distracted by? What are being we being distracted by? 
it's really interesting. Yesterday, I was I was in a, a Zoom call with a couple people here at the church because a lot of our meetings are having to happen through technology. God bless technology and still being able to talk to people face to face, even if you're across the city. But uh, I was sitting in my kitchen and I was talking to a couple people on staff, and we were having a really good co- uh, conversation, trying to strategize for the future and trying to do all this different stuff. And all of a sudden, my kids are outside playing, and they come up to the window right outside my kitchen. They start banging on the on the window and they completely throw the meeting off and everybody starts laughing and it's a, kind of a welcome distraction. It was, it was really good. It kind of broke up some serious conversation and, and it was, it was welcome, but being distracted in the midst of our pursuit of Jesus is so common and not just now, but always, but in this season, I think it's, it's really easy to be distracted by a couple of different things. I think one is fear. I think fear is something that we can so easily get distracted by in this time I think uncertainty is another one. So this this idea of fear and uncertainty, and if you've been turning tuning into churches all over the country, that's what we're talking about is fear and uncertainty because it's at the at the front of everybody's mind right now of not knowing what the future holds. But Jesus does, and I think that we need to be really really intentional about not being distracted about the future, but being really really intentional about being present with people that would be present uh, through text messages, through you know Marco Polos, through FaceTime, whatever it may be, that we would be people who don't let social distancing actually create distance between us and the people in our lives, that we wouldn't let fear and uncertainty get in the way of the mission because there have been fear, there's been fear and uncertainty for millennia. There was when Jesus was around, there was before Jesus was around, there was after Jesus was around, obviously today. And we can't let that get in the way of the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all nations, to go love people and love God with everything that we've got in us. I think that there's also some distractions that can be more practical. I think in a time where you have so much so much time on your hands, it's so much easier to get lethargic and Netflix becomes a thing and, and uh, unhealthy habits or we get on your phone, like don't check your screen time on your phone. It's gone up 50%. I can almost guarantee you if you've been spending significantly more time sitting on your couch. And so I think that we just need to be really intentional about filling the time, filling the void, filling the gap with things that are productive. Learn, grow, read, get closer to Jesus, pray. This is a time where we can actually see some really cool growth. And the last question is this, is can we focus on the one thing? And it kind of encompasses the other two questions, but can we focus on the one thing? Jesus looks at Martha and says, Martha, Martha, your sister is focusing on the one thing, and I'm not going to take that away from her. And the one thing was him. The one thing was Jesus. And I think that in this time, we have the opportunity to just focus on the one thing, that we would have faith that Jesus is who he said he is, And if we just focus on Jesus, if we focus on who he wants us to be, if we focus on the people that he's called us to love, that everything else is going to fall into place. The the CDC, the the, the health departments, all those different places, they have incredible suggestions for us on a practical level. But Jesus has given us suggestions for thousands and thousands of years on how we can love people well. And this was not a surprise to Jesus. Jesus knew that this would be a season in the world. And that doesn't mean that our pursuit to love people and love him has changed at all. So we need to focus on the one thing, and that is Jesus and Jesus alone. And then we believe that everything else is going to fall into place. Hey, 
We love you guys. And uh, we really want you to know that we're still here. We're still around. If you need prayer for absolutely anything, please do not hesitate to reach out. You can follow follow all of our social media pages, uh, College Age Movement. You can email me personally at ecook at faithchapel.cc if you have prayer requests or needs. We really want you to know that we still love you and that we're still in community. We can't wait to be together in person again, whether that's in a couple weeks or a couple months. Uh, but what we know is that community is still at the core of everything that we do. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you really soon.